You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. it is what's up and welcome everybody to the first episode of okada shorts g wondering for the g1 climax 33 in this year 2023 that's right another year another run of g wondering episodes one bite size episode for every night of the g1 climax and i gotta say the layout for this tournament is looking so good Super pumped on what this is going to be, and I'm super pumped to share it with you all now. This is not a huge review show. We're not here to break down heaps of stuff. This is really just me and Curtis jumping in and giving our like gut reactions to things that have happened as they happen. Speaking of Curtis, your good friend Curtis Spears is not here with me today. We trade off to make this actually doable. Uh, I know this is not doable doing it constantly every night yourself because I've done it before. The very first G Wondering I did myself, did every single night as a solo person over on my other podcast uh, that I do myself, my interview series, Faces and Feels at Faces Feels Cast. And that first G Wondering drove me to madness. So today I'm just going to run it down for you real quick. But before I do, let me just take you over the stakes. Now, normally when we do G-Wondering, there is a Pick'em's contest that happens along in the background. Normally we have a very elaborate sheet uh, that will be us predicting the entire G1 and then running through until we have an eventual winner, you know, one point for every win, whatever it may be. Well, this year we have not been able to do that and a lot goes into doing that. But somewhere along the line, I found, I don't know even where it came from, and I wish I could give the person a shout out. It just came across my bow on Twitter or something. I don't even know and tried to look back and see where it came from. But I'm we're using a different system this year. So somebody shared it and whoever it was, if you know who it was, please tag them in this or DM me or whatever so I can shout them out correctly. But it is basically G1 Climax 33 Pickums. There's four tiers. You pick one wrestler from each tier. The combined points equal your entire score. And then you get plus two points for the semifinals, plus five points for the finals, and then plus 10 for winning the G1. So we had a mini draft um, just between us uh, that we're going to play. So there was four people playing. There is myself. There is Curtis. There is my wife, Amy, last year's champion, and there's my good friend, Travis. Now, we're all playing, and I put our names into a randomizer so we would each then get a pick. So I came up with Amy, me, Curtis, then Travis. 
Amy chose from tier one, the selections were Sonata, Kiyomiya, Okada, Osprey, Shingo, Finlay, Naito, and ZSJ. Amy opted for Okada, obviously. Tier two was Shuda Shota Umino, Yoda Suji, Kenta, The Great Okan, Eddie Kingston, Tama Tonga, Jeff Cobb, and Tanahashi. And she opted for Yoda Suji. In tier three, it's Ren Narita, Hikaleo, Tai Chi, Yoshihashi, Ishii, Evil, Goto, and Alex Coglin, the Dead Eye Dreadnought Alex Coglin, and Amy opted for Goto. And then tier four was Gabe Kidd, Chase Owens, El Phantasmo, uh, Tanga Loa, Hanare, Mikey Nichols, Yano, and Shane Haste. And she opted for Hanare. I went through, I chose David Finlay, Shooter Umino, Tai Chi, and El Phantasmo. Curtis went and got Naito, Okan, Ren Narita, and Gabe Kidd. And then Travis chose Kiyomiya, Eddie Kingston, Ishii, and Yano. Now, we probably had enough people to draft again and choose the whole field, but I kind of like the idea of the stakes if you only got a chance to pick four wrestlers. So that's what we did. We stuck with that. Everybody has their four guys, and everything is just based on that. So uh, at the end of this episode, I'll run you through where everybody is standings-wise, and then you'll know the stakes as we continue through. So the night kicked off from uh, Hokkaido Prefectural Sports Center, uh, and it was Yoshihashi versus ELP uh, with Yoshihashi taking the win with a crucifix bomb. Now, I think that's kind of like a, a new move for Yoshihashi. Um, and to be honest, I was pretty surprised with this win. If I was going to... If I was going to pick, you know, uh, every match like we would normally do every year, I'd probably lean towards ELP uh, for this, you know, making a big statement to get started. But as the night kicked on, uh, I sort of got the vibe that they were they were all about the upsets. And full disclosure, it's now Sunday night and I watched uh, night two as well and I got that vibe as well that, they, you know, a lot of them were sort of like get the upsets in early and then that will probably rejig itself as it goes. But I thought it was a good match. Um, Yoshihashi, I've given him criticisms for how, you know, awkward he can look. And that still remained true. I know a lot of people like him now. And I do enjoy his matches. But, homie, if you tell me that that weird music plays and then he hits the stage and he walks out there and he kind of does this thing where he's like, I guess, like shaking out his ankles or something. But it kind of just looks like he's shuffling his feet nervously. He just does himself no favors at all that said i will give him props for the blue hair and his new look i think he, he's looking cooler but yeah he's still got some work to do uh, as for elp his new persona is really enjoyable i also really enjoyed his press conference he did a riff on last year's one where he wasn't there and he had texts uh read out by chris Charlton that was super brutal this time it was him apologizing to everybody, but also sort of being scathing and stuff. It was really funny. I'm super looking forward to his match against Tango Lower now because he said the <laughs> he said that the main crime of the G1 would be Tango Lower keeping his scrumptious breaths from everybody, and he wasn't going to fight him. He'd be spending ten minutes like wrestling him to get his shirt off his body so everybody can see how hot he is. So that's pretty funny. Um, but yeah, uh, so ELP down one, but I do think we're going to see some great stuff from ELP in this tournament. Uh, 
second match was Chase Owens versus Gabe Kidd. Uh, really enjoyed Gabe attacking Chase from behind straight away, bringing a lot of aggression, a lot of fire. Uh, those war dogs still trying to bring those bodies, and I really enjoy that. I think we'll probably see that being a like theme of this, like to the point where they sort of forget to rack up points, you know. And that 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 has been a history in the G one in the past. You'll probably remember like guys like Bad Luck Farley just getting disqualified on purpose, and the Gorillas of Destiny running in back when they used to Bullet, Bullet Club guys, the firing squad just to fuck people up, really. And so I think we'll probably see that from Gabe Kidd and Coughlin. I don't think we'll see huge wins from them. There may be an upset here and there, but mostly they'll just be trying to cause trouble and make people's lives hard. Um, Chase fighting back, he did, did really well. And I, th- I think the the match was quick as it was because the majority of it uh, was a huge brawl, you know, from the start. The actual match itself only went for 2 minutes and 55 seconds. Winning with the package pile driver, once he hits that, it, you know, there's – was the whole five count chase thing, you know, that that's it over. Um, but yeah, it's an interesting wrinkle in it. And, you know, Chase is kind of there as a man without an island in a sense, because you've got the all the war dog bullet club stuff going on. You've got uh like the House of Torture, Farley's in Australia, you know, doing the rogue army sort of thing. And so it's kind of chasing, I guess, Kenta and Taiji Shimori are the only sort of remainders of the old Bullet Club kind of kicking around. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see because Chase wasn't even really a part of the, like, kicking ELP out sort of thing. So, yeah, he's. I wonder where they're going with him because, yeah, he was saying, like, I've survived three eras and of Bullet Club leaders and all that kind of stuff. But, yeah, I don't really know what they're doing with him yet. I guess we'll see. Um, third match was Tangaloa versus Kenta. Um, this was, I mean, I could have, this was slow. I felt like, and it went along. And I also was, I guess, a little bit disappointed right from the start to sort of, I mean, see character regression, I guess, from Tangaloa. Not that we'd seen much, but he had kind of evolved forward past the, you know, the camo and the military boots and that sort of thing and was kind of doing the Tama you know, Iron Man sort of bit more futuristic sort of look as well. Um, and then to see him sort of come back and sort of have reverted to just like the, you know, cut off shirt and the, the, the camo pants and stuff. I was like, Oh, we kind of going backwards a little bit here. So I don't know if they've really put much thought into what he is or what he's going to be or whether that's a, you know, a choice, but, uh, yeah, he won with ape shit, which is a move that I never really feel looks that good. So, yeah, a win for Tungaloa. Get one out early. I can't imagine he's going to see heaps in this block. Um, fourth match was Shota Umino versus Red Narita. Now, believe it or not, I actually started to do our traditional pickums before I ever did it. And in that, I could take you a screenshot. I predicted a draw for these two. Um, and I wonder if that's something that we're going to see from the Musketeers just in general. Like uh, I was wondering whether, you know, one would beat one, the other would beat the other, the other would beat the other. But I wonder if there'll be a, a stalemate sort of scenario going on here between Umino, Narita and Suji. Um, but a great match and probably... I personally think one of the one of the better matches from Shooter, definitely, but 
but also one that I enjoyed from Ren as well. Like I, I think I think they worked really well together and I think we're seeing we're definitely seeing like the beginning of their story and what they're gonna mean to each other going forward. I enjoyed the post comments because they were both like fuck a draw to anybody that met that guy. Like I have to beat that guy. So yeah, there's definitely a, a heavy professional rivalry going on there. Uh, and I'm looking forward to seeing where it goes because this is going to be ongoing rivalries that will last for years. Uh, next up, we had Okada versus Okan. Um, really enjoyed this one. I honestly was thinking that Okan was going to get a big upset here. I mean, we probably will see that when he comes across Will Ospreay maybe. Um, but I got to say, man, there was a wicked... The ending sequence was, of course, great. I mean, it always is when Okada's involved. But there was one point where he went for the Rainmaker and, boy, Okan just spun him around and judo through his ass like he was nothing. Hey, it was so badass. And I was like, this is it. And then when he didn't get the win there, I was like, that would have been the perfect spot. But then, you know, it played out and he ends up taking the Rainmaker and goes down. But really enjoyed the match and... I think I think it gave you a real good idea of how Okan could operate in those big match scenarios. So, yeah, absolutely one to keep an eye on in his block. Next up was Yoda Suji, Gene Blast Yoda Suji versus Kaito Kiyomiya. Now Kiyomiya, Noah Boy, I honestly didn't think he was going to win this. I was thinking, you know, Suji has been booked so strong since he came back to New Japan and, you know, he's kind of been lossless. So for him to take his sort of first big loss, I guess, against a Noah talent was very surprising to me. Sorry, picking up a dog. Um, but it was a great match. Really enjoyed it. Really competitive. Kaido's so good, man. Like, I, I think he can... I mean, I think he fits in great in New Japan. I know everybody would love for him to be signed, but I can't see Noah letting that happen. But, yeah, big upset here and and surprising win by Kaito. Uh, but really enjoyed it, and I think this will be one of Suji's few losses in this block. I could see him being really dominant as it plays out. Um, next up was Tai Chi versus Will Ospreay. This was probably my match of the night. I absolutely love this. I love both guys. Um, and the whole stuff with Tai Chi, you know, ringing Will's bell and then him being all disorientated and everything like that was really interesting. Some people were saying online they thought that was shoot, that he it was real. Um, I'm not I'm not as convinced as that. I mean, I, I think he he might have caught him really well, but I don't think he was like actually, you know, discombobulated and stuff. I feel like it was a bit bit more acty than that, especially when you watch the pro, post-match press conference, you know, when he comes back and he's holding his ear and he's sort of wandering around aimlessly and stuff like that. I think I don't think he's that good, you know, an actor in, in those moments. I, <laughs> you know, was maybe not convinced it was real, but hopefully he's okay. You know, he might have been collected and a bit hurt, but, yeah, hopefully he's totally fine. Uh, and a great win for Tai Chi. You know, I was thinking as this happened, I was like, this would be a great win for Tai Chi. But I wasn't sure if they would let a belt like KOPW beat the US champion because I was thinking there's a bit of a hierarchy in the belts in New Japan. 
But to let the KOPW champion beat the US champion, I, I feel like it takes all that off the table. I feel like it means that, you know, anybody can beat anybody and, and I enjoy that about it. Um, last up was also, can I just say as well, Taichi's so fucking good at these strong style matches and him and Osprey are so good together, but he's just really just so ready for the next level. It's awesome. Um, then the last match was Sonata versus Hikaleo. New music and entrance from Hikaleo. That was pretty cool. I'm not all the way convinced that he, you know, I literally was just saying that I thought Tonga Lowell would benefit from like the Tama Tonga cosplay or the, the same look. I'm not sure that Hikaleo does benefit from that. I don't think it's super flattering for him. I don't think he looks like a badass. And I think it's kind of hard to be like, a big man that's a good guy. You know, that's not a thing that's easy to do unless you're like diesel power. Wah, wah, you're with me, everybody out there? All you diesel fans, diesel heads? I don't know. You know who you are. Um, I I think there's something to be done, you know, and I think they just need to to find what his look's going to be. But uh, but this was a really good match. And I had jokingly said to Curtis, I was like, I'm not worried about Higaleo. He can't wrestle and he's not going to play a factor in this. But I thought this was a good match, man. And even even from Sonata, who I'm probably his biggest critic and I've gone on record a bunch of times giving him shit. I do think it was a little slow. I mean, that said it was 10 minutes. Fuck, I just looked at the time. It felt like 20 minutes <laughs> in some parts. But there was a point where... Hikaleo just hit this massive power bomb, and I was like, that should be your finish right there, just like Diesel. Yeah, buddy. Uh, but it was not. And then he went for a choke slam. All tall guys have to have a choke slam. Uh, and then, you know, Sonata managed to hit that deadfall, which he's getting real good at hitting as well. So I can admit that. So, And then Sonata won. I was thinking that maybe we would see like a crazy upset considering th this was like the main event. But I guess they wanted to put that full stop. Like Sonata is actually the champion and he is going to be dominant in this block. And this guy's like the biggest guy in the block and he took him down. So, yeah. All in all, though, I enjoyed the show. I think it was really fun. I think there were some interesting story notes, but we are only just getting started. There's some way more interesting combinations of wrestlers that's going to come uh, in future nights from these two blocks. So I'm really looking forward to seeing uh, how that all pans out. Now, let me quickly run you through the standings of where we're at win-wise. Okay. Da, da, da. Okay, so score update. Amy is on two after Okada's win. I am on three after Tai Chi's win and Shooter's draw. Curtis is on one from Renderita's draw with Shooter, and Travis is on two from Kaido Kiyomiya's win. So there we go. It's already starting off well, and I have already made a hilarious meme to celebrate my current standing as the leader of the block, which you'll see drop along with this episode. I hope you enjoy it. And if you have seen the amazing Just Five Guys <laughs> shampoo commercial, you're going to enjoy that one, yeah? 
this dog will not stop crying despite wants to be up, wants to be down, driving me crazy. But, hey, this is what G-Wandering is. This is straight out the gate hitting you with our thoughts and with our whining dogs. I'm sure you'll hear Curtis's as well when he speaks to him. So make sure if you are not subscribed, if you're not following us on social media, you can do so at Okada Shorts. You can check out Curtis's other show, Throwing Dice Pod, where he talks about war games like Warhammer and D&D and Marvel Crisis Protocol. Check that out. You can check out my other podcast, Faces and Feels. Find that on all social media. I'm on the threads now at Faces Feels Cast. I don't think Okada Shorts is there yet. I don't think either of us has done it. Uh, we will do it and it will be there as well because fuck Twitter, I guess. Um Besides that, make sure you check out all the great content over at the Countout Network. If you subscribe to the Patreon, it's only $5 a month and you will get our bonus show, Drop Your Shorts, which we normally record uh, before we speak. And it's just us catching up on our lives and different things are going on, travel stories, things like that, yeah? So that's heaps of fun. Had to miss the last one, but we're about to give you constant free episodes for every night of the G1 and then we'll do some really fun drop your shorts bonus stuff after that okay so thank you for dropping in I hope you've enjoyed this bite-sized episode keep an eye out in your feed because Curtis's won't be far behind also for all of you that didn't get a chance to catch the interview that I did with the amazing Aaron Hanare, the ultimate weapon, the United Empire's own Aaron Hanare on my feed, that will also be dropping into the Akata Shorts feed this week. So lots of content, lots of free content. Please enjoy it. Please follow us on all the social media. Please send us your questions, ideas, feedback. We love interacting with you guys and we just need to get way better at it, okay? So until then, rate and subscribe, listen or die, keep it right, keep it tight, and most importantly, keep it what? Short. This has been a Countout Podcast.